We are loud, obnoxious, and completely inappropriate. Viewer's discretion is strongly advised. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Camping with Lenny. So today I'm doing something different. I am actually recording this in a video style podcast and I'm actually ready to head out for my second solo camping trip. And um, it's actually three o'clock. According to GPS, it'll be there in two hours. But um, if you live in downtown Toronto, it'll take about two and a half to three hours depending on traffic. So I'm heading off, for, I'm heading off now. I just forgot a few things. So I had to go to the store and grab some. So apparently I never learned from my lessons from my first camping trip. So here it is. So yeah, I'm off to Port, uh, Port Barwell Provincial Park and I'll see you when I get there. So one thing, the first thing I do when I get into camp is actually get my thermosol up and running because this is so far one of my favorite buy ever best purchase I've ever done it literally keeps the bugs away I can't even, I don't even know which one's been used so far but I'll just use this for now um, yeah this is one of the best buy ever made it actually worked out really really well um, it keeps the mosquitoes away I'm very happy with this purchase so Mosquitoes are already out and about. So, first thing first, get rid of the buggies. If we can get that guy's out, I'd be a lot happier. Right? I'm not even. There you go, much better right there, right? Okay. Okay, lucky. Okay. Ooh, I can feel the mosquitoes. So you just insert this car this uh, cartridge here like this. You grab your butane. Screw this in here. There's two. There's three versions that you can get this. One is the smaller one. Same thing, but this one has a bigger canister. Small one, the big one, and patio one. This one's a little bit more industrial. So there it is. Lights are going, so this is going to give me about 30 feet radius of protection. Uh, it takes about a few seconds, a few minutes to get this guys up and running, but as soon as it's up and running, you have 30 feet. So I'm pretty stoked about this. Right, I'm going to put this started and I'm going to start setting up the tent. Hey guys, so everything's set up already. So I decided I'm going to do a stop setup right now and show you what's inside my tent. The reason why I'm doing that is, um, People have been asking, well, one, pe one person, I mean one of my buddies, has been asking what's inside my tent 
reason why he's been asking is um, how we describe in, a, in the regular podcast, when someone, the audio podcast, uh, I wasn't describing it properly. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to, tr- when I'm trying a video podcast, might as well see if I can, or just do a tour inside of a tent. Uh, the reason why I want to do a tour inside a tent is that typically when I go camping, the first thing I, first thing I set up is my tent. Um, reason why is just in case it starts snowing or raining I mean raining mostly or cold at least I can at least my shelter is ready to go so we'll start with the outside and work my way inside okay so this is the gazelle t4 it's I got sent about a month ago I used my first camping trip it's pretty good it's a hub style tent so it worked out really well so I have pegs in all each four corners I have an option to put another peg here and actually tie this out in the guideline sorry in the guideline the reason why I didn't do that because there's no heavy wind that's happening um, if there's a heavy wind then then yeah then I'll tie it down here's the rear door this is the rear door for it again it's pretty simple pretty straightforward so I'm gonna go inside and um, show you guys what it looks like what how I set up my tent so here it is hopefully the light is good okay so let me just close this because mosquitoes are coming in so when you walked in this is my bed area this is a cot a simple single cot um i actually have a um camping chair inside the reason why i have a camping chair inside is to is just to provide a seating area especially during the day uh when it gets really cold outside or hot outside i can stay inside in this tent also, when I need to change or anything like that, I can just do it through here. Uh, next one is what I have here is a side table. This is the, uh, um, the foldable side table one, so you can get on Amazon and my Jackery. Uh, right now, I only have my, my pad up because I'm still inflating it. I normally set up my bed before I go to bed. Yeah, uh, reason why is I just want to make sure the, uh, the, the, the pad inflates properly. And uh, yeah, just in case. So I have my clothes here, my sleeping bag, and another bag for my pillow and blankets or whatever I need to put on top. Um, yeah, I'm normally gonna put a light up here. I'm gonna show you, I, I hang a light here and I have another light here, but I'll set that up again tonight. So yeah, so let's go outside. Oh, one more thing I have to show you guys is this here. This is just a simple floor mat I have uh, carpet, a utility carpet that I had my old car. The reason why I have it inside is I'll show you guys why I have it inside. You'll be wondering why. Because I'm not sure if you notice something in this tent. There is no vestibule. Zero vestibule. So, when it gets rainy or uh, wet, you don't want to leave your shoes out. You have to bring them inside the tent so hence the uh the mat inside that's why okay so the other one as well too is um this setup itself this campsite is actually pretty interesting it's actually pretty narrow it's a narrow campsite right so there's a little cove for the tent right and uh, fire pits right there and the picnic table when i arrived the picnic table was here but I want the picnic table close to the heat so I can cook and um, and not be far with all my stuff that I need to cook at. One thing that I forgot to check is if it's possible 
to use. Yes, this. Reason why I want one of these up and running, because I actually put a grill on top of that when I cook. So I don't have to bring bigger grills. I'll just use that to cook in. And my firewood's right there as well too. And the firewood's actually just in, beside the uh, beside the tent, uh, sorry, beside the fire pit, ready to go to be cooked. So, hence, yeah, so, like I was saying that, um, I typically set up the uh, the shelter first before I do anything else because just in case weather changes or anything like that, it's ready to go. It's a habit that I've been doing since I started camping with friends and family and it's been pretty solid. So I'm going to finish setting up the uh, the area. I need to get water and the, yeah, I need to get water and get the uh, kitchen set up, sorted out. And oh, one more thing I want to show you guys, um, Thermosel. This is one of the things that I love using. Since I turned this on, um, not even five minutes later, the buggies are gone, like the mosquitoes are gone. So it's ready to go. So I don't have to worry about it. Uh, and I'm going to show you guys something when I start the fire. This little thing that I found in Canadian Tire that might be my favorite gadget. We'll chat about that later. So it's um, 6.35 p.m. Setup is done. So I'm gonna show you guys what the campsite looks like actually after I set everything up. Uh, this whole setup took me about an hour with a break in between and uh, moving some stuff around. So about an hour, not bad. Um, again, uh, there was a lot of things I have to move around to make this uh, more homely. Right, so like I mentioned earlier, that's my tent right there, and I ended up putting up my shelter. The reason why I ended up putting up the shelter is that I was debating if I'm going to use it or not. Um, based on the weather that we're going to have for the next few days, I think it's prudent to actually have it set up. Within here is just another chair and a folding table. This is where I'm going to be mostly uh, eating rather than here. Reason why I'm not going to eat here. Is because of um oh there's stuff flying there's the stuff coming down from the trees and all that stuff so it's not very suitable to eat meals maybe something will go to my food healthy stuff right so uh in this side itself i ended up putting a kit uh like a washing area just a water that the water i think it's a four liter jug that i got um it works perfectly my affordable um, um uh bucket yeah, to wash stuff, uh, water, yeah, and uh, my tent's right here. So I'm gonna go to the other side and show you guys what it looks like. And uh, yeah, so fire is ready to go. I just need to get that started. But first, what I need to do is, I need to relax for a bit, enjoy my hard work. So I'm gonna in my shelter here, put my camera where it's supposed to be, right there. And uh, in today's, beer clock it's a Stella in a can uh, I decided not to go to the bottle ones because of um well heavier all that good stuff so cheers everyone oh that's nice um, I'm actually gonna move to the uh, to the table because my light here is not very good okay hold on 
Uh, hold on, let me move here. Um, bear with me here. I can move this like this for a bit. This water is spilling. So, let's talk about this park, um, this provincial park here. Um, I never heard about this park since uh, until I, until I was looking for places to go uh, camping. And um, this popped up, it's pretty close to Long Point uh, Provincial Park. And um, yeah, when I got in here, it took a while to get in here because it was, uh, you have to zigzag your way through. Um, yeah, you just have to zigzag your way down from the 403 down south to, to uh, Port Borwell, I think Township or something. Um, but um, yeah, it took about two hours, two and a half hours to come down here. Uh, when I got through the gate, it's actually very well labeled. I didn't bother asking for a map because I forgot. First of all, I forgot to grab a map. But uh, every single street or every single alleyway or, or corridor, um, it was labeled. So my park, my site's labeled properly. How to get here was labeled. The bathroom was labeled properly. It's not like an old labor label that you see is just a painted sign. This one is actually reflection, reflected uh, paint. So you actually see it properly. It's kind of cool, kind of neat. And um, so far, uh, the, so far this area is actually pretty nice. The um, one thing I noticed since, uh, since I got here is uh, it's, the area itself is a mixed use. So it's a mixed use between electric site and non-electric site, RV versus tenting, tent site. They're all mixed. So. My neighbor to the right behind me here and the neighbor to over there, they're both our RVs, but the one across me is tent. So power is sporadic around. It's not like a section just power, another section just for non-power, but it's just all over the place. So it's, um, it's a mixed bag. And, uh, and I noticed that this area here, people who come here is mostly, um, yeah, RVs and families. So if you're looking for a site that's actually quiet and, um, well, we'll find out if it's quiet tonight though. We'll definitely find out if it's quiet tonight. If it is quiet tonight, this place is gonna be great. If it's not, uh, this is gonna be a party park. So yeah, so I just have to keep an eye on that. Uh, it is mosquito-ish. Hold on, I'm gonna bring my thermosel closer to me. Uh, and uh, get that uh, sur surround me for a bit. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it took me a while to get everything sorted out because of, um, it's just, I've never been here before. So it took me a while to get everything where I'm supposed to be. Uh, the water found the water faucet is about a, a 30 second walk away from here. The bathrooms and the washrooms just around the corner from here. It's a great spot. Um, I definitely, so far, I'm going to recommend this. So far, we'll find out tomorrow and tonight if it's going to be for sure a recommendation. Um, but um, I have this feeling it's going to be a loud night. We'll see. So uh, it is quarter to seven. Um, I'm debating to start cooking dinner around seven, seven thirty, and um, and just eat tonight and just relax. Uh, yeah, um, I've been asked why do I go camping by myself instead of like friends and family. I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode that uh, 
because of my fr friends are, are having babies and all that stuff because of uh, COVID, they decided to have COVID babies. Awesome, I love babies. Uh, and at the same time, uh, my wife is um, doing her post-grad, so she's incredibly busy, so she doesn't actually have time to go camping at all this year. So, um, so she, she, she gave me to go ahead and go camping by myself, so I did. Um, and the, the other reason why is too, this is a great opportunity for me to just uh, de-stress from work, just day-to-day -day stuff because uh, my work is very intense. So have, going camping like this is great. It's, it's nice to, to um, just put my feet up and relax for a bit. And I'm hoping that this is going to be a, a thing going forward because um, it's kind of funny though because this this channel already evolved from just straight audio podcast to like a video podcast so this is my first attempt of making a video podcast slash vlog more in a podcast style i'm just saying um yeah because uh it's just nice to just to be out here and uh just put my feet up once in a while i do have um people joining me uh, and uh, in this in this channel, uh, guess you can say that guess guess for um, for just camping. You know, I got maybe just a friend of mine will be joining soon. We're getting that sorted out. Uh, uh, the wifey is coming with me soon, hopefully. But uh, that depending on her schedule, um, there is a couple of trips that or one trip I'm looking at. It's not going to be straight camping, but it's going to be glamping. Yeah. I'm trying to get that sorted out right now, but it's going to be closer to um, end of August, beginning of July. Sorry, end of August, beginning of September-ish time frame. Uh, we're looking at doing a glamping for a few days. Again, it's going to be, everything will be set up for us and not have to worry about anything. You just have to bring my food and my myself, right? And uh, that's going to be fun. Um, definitely going to be capturing that. That's a great, uh, great break from just tent camping, right? And um, yeah, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. Oh, one thing that I noticed that uh, in this trip compared to the last trip is um, the amount of gear that I brought. Actually, I felt like I'm bringing more in this trip compared to last camping trip. I know last camping trip. That's the problem with doing a provincial park camping, and everyone's really close to you. You can actually hear everyone. Compared to the last one, the last one was great. I was, no one was around me, it was perfect. But um, I was saying that I, I felt that I carried, I brought more, pardon me, I carried more uh, in this trip than the last trip. The reason why is this, one is I brought an extra chair, right? And I brought a, uh, another folding table uh, with me for this trip. And brought my camera and tripod. Yeah, I'm not sure if we're gonna take photos or not, but uh, just brought it just in case. Um, yeah, and uh, one other thing that I brought with me that uh, that uh, I wasn't sure if it's feasible or not to bring with me is the um, is the what did I brought with me that I wasn't sure. That's the RV guy next door. He's just setting up for, for, for I think, this weekend or the first week or something. But, uh, yeah. Well, I brought a little bit more stuff. I actually 
forgot to bring a few things. I forgot to bring a coffee mug for coffee tomorrow morning. Um, so I ended up getting coffee mug when I was picking up a garbage can, garbage bag, and water. The water I brought with me is a 2-4, uh, a like a small container of water. The reason why I brought that instead of the two liter jugs are, is a couple of things. Once I want to experiment how much water I drink and this kind of heat using the bottle instead of using the four liter one. Um, I'm just comparing, just comparing what's more economical, right? Uh, that and uh, the, the other one that I forgot to bring with me that I totally forgot it was paper towel. So I ended up stopping by when I was picking up the bottled water is a, is a paper towel that I kind of need because I forgot to bring my sponge with me. So I'll be using that a lot. And I also brought one thing that I had in my camping uh, gear in my, in my storage. It's a, 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 a aluminum um, sort of a tray. I don't know where I got it from, but I have one. I'm going to start using that as a plate instead of the paper plates. The reason why I'm using that instead of a paper plate is, um, is what I know is that the paper plate itself is, has a tendency to warp right and uh, it gets soggy if it gets soggy it gets really really hard to use um, so for that's the plan we'll see if I actually fall through it depending how how much <laughs> dishes I end up doing tonight so uh, yeah so I'll be keeping an eye on that I also brought off with me I'm going to experiment if I can live with using the thermocell all day like throughout the whole camping instead of using mosquitoes uh, instead of using off um, mosquito repellent uh, reason why is um, again experimenting I'm just stri strictly experimenting what is feasible what is possible but is not possible so uh, that's the thing it's actually really nice underneath this can <laughs> underneath the shelter itself it's actually nice and uh, I have my privacy um, I'm off the the, uh, the the heat the sun a bit um, I am going to start using the, turn on the fire because I do need to kill the debris on the fire pit and clean the thing so um, yeah I'm going to start doing that and um, yeah you know what I'm going to do that now while I'm having a beer and just enjoying my R&R so I wasn't getting tired looking getting a um, fire starter and I found this thing it's called uh, Kickstarter fire starter um, it's literally just put start the fire on both sides of the of the package and it will start it will kickstart fire and um, I haven't tried this before we'll see how this actually acts um, it's a new product from zip so let's see uh, according to this one, it's 100% natural wood, wax, all natural. I left this in the car for about a day and made my car stink. So, so two days, it made my car really stinky. So let's go check it out. So oh, hold on, before I do that, let's go see what it looks like. So I ended up doing a, a box thing. I didn't, get, I didn't get any kindling because I want to see how this actually works. So I'm going to light the fire there and fire there and uh, see if it works perfectly. Um, 
I'm gonna put this away for now, start the fire, and put the rest of the wood there. So hold on, I'll be back. So I started the fire. So it's actually going now. That's just paper towel, but it's going. There's actually citronella inside there too, so I have to kill all that stuff as well. Um, what I normally do is I just grab garbage from the car. Sorry. Garbage from the car and just put it in there so I don't have to worry about garbage. And uh, just kill it all so I don't have to worry about it. But I do save some for tomorrow just in case. But uh, yeah, so let's see how good this thing actually works. See if this actually runs. So, uh, yeah. So typically when I do fires, usually, depending on the scenario, I normally just do a uh, simple kindling, start that with a simple fire starter. But uh, I'm kind of lazy. So what I've been noticing in, in the internet is using blow torches. I'm not there yet, so that's why I'm trying new things to start fires. So we'll see how this actually works out. It is 7.54 p.m. and uh, fire has been going for the past half an hour now. I'm actually going to start um, cooking dinner. Today's dinner is going to be very, very fancy. We are having filet mignon, bacon wrapped filet mignon and rice. Uh, the reason why I'm having rice instead of vegetables is because I forgot my vegetables at home. It was in the fridge and I forgot about it. So we're just gonna have my backup side is rice and filet mignon for tonight and it's gonna be delicious. Hi guys, so it is uh, 8.32 p.m. and um, it's dinner time. So I'm having my filet mignon. I'll show you guys my filet mignon, medium rare rice unfortunately again I forgot my vegetables so it is what it is gotta use my makeshift tripod and I have my <clears throat> typically you have wine for your filet mignon but uh, hence I don't have wine so we're gonna have another Stella if you are any beer companies that are willing to sponsor me for this trip I have no problems drinking your beer so please let me know uh, let's see how this tastes like, shall we? Very, very curious. Again, this is medium rare, I think. More on the medium side, but it's still juicy. Oh my goodness. Ooh, hold on. Cut this again. Hmm. 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 Very good. That's really good. Mm. 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 Cheers. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, I'm sitting in my um my shelter because of the uh, stuff falling down but um yeah i'm good i'm gonna keep eating i'll talk to you guys later after dinner
It's 8.47 p.m. and dinner is good. Dinner is done. So I just want to go back to the conversation we had regarding um, meals. Um, <clears throat> because I'm doing car camping with a tent and, and a proper campsite. And um, people always think that you, if you go camping, you go, you know, bare minimum. Hot dogs, ribs, burgers, you know. Uh, for me, camping means, you know, I'll be outdoors, but I'm not going to sacrifice what I'm planning to eat. So that's why tonight I had a filet young. So, again, forgot a couple of things for it, but so I had a filet young for dinner, right? And... Um, reason why I'm actually saying this that uh, the sky is the limit regarding dinner regarding your meals is uh, I've been inspired by uh, by by a few European uh, Korean South Korean um, campers the they uh, they they do elaborate dinners and meals for uh, during during camping and uh, and to be honest with you that's awesome that's great and they don't sacrifice what they're eating for the sake of convenience while you know camping for me oops sorry about that for me camping is being outdoors but still eating the food that you want to eat so plus you, there's a good chance you'll be eating something that you haven't eaten in a long time and you just want to say hey this is fun this is great right so that's why I was a big very very big fan of having good meals while camping why should i sacrifice my meals for the sake of convenience and cooking something not relatively good in my opinion so that's why there's a barbecue there's an open pit flame why not just barbecue everything that you have right minimize your usage of a stove for example right and uh for me that's a good thing why not use something that's uh, that's that's good for you and and the stuff that you want to eat for a while? And uh, especially, I live in a condo. It's hard for me to barbecue, so this is a good way for me to barbecue: is go camping and have a barbecue. You're currently hearing my neighbors cutting wood or axing. Oh, axing is axing a word? Yeah, they're cutting wood right now to uh, to start their fire and grill. And um, yeah, go figure. So. But no, it's uh, the temperature is cooling down. It is 21 degrees. It is going to be a low of 11 tonight. That's going to be fun. So it's going to be a low of 11 tonight. Um, but that's going to be later on, like early in the morning, tomorrow morning, uh, because around midnight it's going to be roughly about 18 degrees C. Um, so yeah, yeah, dinner is good. So I'm going to I'm going to keep watching the game, have a beer. I might move close to the fire and just rest there for a bit before I start cleaning up because I do want to clean up before the before I start getting cold you know um, I did oh one more thing too I did bought I did buy two bags of wood and I already used half the half the bag half the wood for the first bag tonight um, Again, the reason why is I was I want to clean the pit, so I decided to go really hot fire just to clean all that stuff and um, burn as much as I can, so I can actually grill on top of it. So you don't want to grill something that uh, in a fire that you haven't really cleaned or burned, whatever you need to burn. 
Uh, if you do that, you're just gonna ask him for trouble. So make sure you just go hot your first time. At least you you know that uh, your um, your fire pit has been reset to the way you want it. So just keep that in mind. Just you know, FYI. So um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna head out to the fire and do a little R and R and just relax. Hey guys, it is 9.53 p.m. It's my first night, it's done and over with. And um, I'm actually just rela relaxing now. Um, the fire is burning. Um, it's been a long day, so I'm just going to uh, wrap up um, the evening. So, a um, couple of things I realized that I uh, should definitely mention. Um, one of them is uh, if you are planning to go camping, in the provincial park in Canada, in special Ontario, you do have to remember this: you are not alone. Um, this whole park is actually full today; like it's packed this weekend, packed enough that um, you can actually hear your neighbors incredibly loud. Compared to what I had to go through last time I went camping, because last time I went camping, no one was really here, so it was very nice to see that. Um, like you can just go camping and uh, you're not going to be bothered or the noise is not going to be too loud. But in this case, it is pretty loud. Um, just be aware that if you are planning to go camping in a very busy campsite, like Port Bar uh, Barbell Provincial Park is a very beautiful park. I haven't gotten a chance to walk around yet, but uh, based on what I'm seeing so far, I'm very happy with this. But it is a very busy park compared to other parks out there. Um, because there is a beach here too that's why that's one of the reasons why it's busy as well and uh, because it is a mix um, used as in uh, there's camping there's tent camping there's RV camping power is just sporadic all over the bill all over the park it's not like a contained area for you to just park your car or park your RV plug it in there or your car or whatever plug in as a plug-in site this one is not um, this one is just sporadic uh, two three yeah three spots down the down from my campsite it's a plug-in it's a big ass it's a big big plug-in site um, beside me both sides of me and one across has no power at all it's just whatever you get is, is what you get so there's no power but you're allowed to bring RVs here and we're talking about massive massive big RVs it's like we're talking about like you can fit like 20 people in an RV it's huge it's a huge huge um, RVs that's coming in now this the uh, the spot that I got is actually pretty small it's actually pretty nice spot um, the reason why I like the spot is you have a driveway then after that driveway just opens up that's what I noticed on the sites here it is a very narrow going in, but it's a very big lot at the back. So it's very, very, you have a lot of privacy. There's, you don't see your neighbors too often. Like some sites you see across, this one you don't see it, but it is very close to each other. That's the only thing. Um, yeah, that's the only thing you have to contend with. It's just your neighbors just being loud. Um, there is a curfew in a provincial park regarding what's, how much sound you're allowed to have. Um, Personally, I don't really care. I sleep very well. I can go sleep in loud places with no issues. So, 
just be aware uh, I have no problems with that but be aware that you if you are planning to go camping in a provincial park in Ontario you do have to contend with loud neighbors especially if they're close to you <coughs> pardon me if they're far behind like away from you guys away from your campsite you're fine but if they're very close then that's gonna be a uh, if you want your privacy that's not gonna happen here so just be aware of that when you're planning to look for new campsites you just have to be aware that <clears throat> that <coughs> oh pardon me oh wow sorry about that um, oh wow sorry it was just a little dry throat right there but um, I'm saying that you just have to be aware that um, you do have to contend with noise you do have to contend with neighbors you do have to contend with with, uh, with other factors so be aware of that when you are planning to book a site look at what's around you if there is for me I personally choose a site that's um, there's no plug-in reason why there's no plug-in because you don't get music because people have a tendency to play music all night if they have a plug-in let's just say I experienced karaoke as well too in the middle of the park so just be aware be aware so if you are going to look for a spot that you want something quiet and a little secluded look for spots that there's no power um, away from the RVs then you're good to go so typically uh, typically if you go camping in if you follow those two rules your site is pretty quiet so just be aware of that um, like I mentioned earlier there is um, curfews in a park it's around 11 o'clock um, because it is a peak season now so there's a lot of um, um, there's a lot of people walking past by you especially the, uh, the park rangers to make sure everyone's kosher so just be aware of that so yeah um, so I'm just going to wrap up uh, for today. I'll touch with you guys tomorrow and um, hey. day two it's 8 8 8 11 a.m. and uh, last night was uh, very uneventful like I was mentioning uh, last night that uh, there is a curfew in the park around around 11 o'clock and it did and let's just say all the noise stopped at 11 p.m. so good thing about being in a campsite like this is everyone actually follows the rules 
because they don't want to be kicked out or fined or anything like that. So it's nice that uh, everyone follows the rules. So <clears throat> weather-wise last night was was nice. It was uh, it's supposed to be forecasting around 17 last night. And I think it did go down around 17 because I was very comfortable last night. It was chilly when I was about to go to bed. So as soon as I closed all the windows, um, the whole place just got warmed. So it was really nice. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to, uh, to start cooking breakfast and um, trying to figure out what to do for the rest of the day. Oh, uh, looks like nothing really got touched from the uh, animals last night. So that's pretty nice. Plus at the same time, it gets, it's pretty chilly. Um, I keep hearing this banging sound all day. I'm not sure if it's hunting season, but I, I'm not sure if there's hunting around, around or allowed around this area, but it's been like banging all day, like last night until at least midnight. So that was kind of weird. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to start the fire and uh, get that sorted out. Um, I just turned on the thermosal, so that's going to take a while to uh, to kick in. But uh, yeah, it was pretty damp last night because of the change of weather. Uh, it's supposed to be sunny all day today at a high of 27C. And um, yeah, it should be good. Uh, it is going to rain tomorrow. I don't know when it's supposed to rain tomorrow. So if it is going to rain tomorrow, I might just pack everything in the car and get it ready to go um, this afternoon or tonight um, after my dinner, um, because I'm not sure how, when the rain's coming. They said it's supposed to be tomorrow evening, tomorrow late afternoon. But I checked the weather this morning. It's supposed to be 60% rain during the day. So chance of thunderstorms. Uh, I'll keep an eye on that and see how that works out and go from there. But uh, today I'm just going to um, <clears throat> have breakfast and um, enjoy the quietness. Let's see how quiet this place can go. I think, well, I'm not sure if you heard that. That was, uh, that was a fly. So we'll see. It is 8.32 p.m. Sorry, 8.32 a.m. Um, fire is going, water is boiling, and uh, my thermocell just literally stopped. Well, you can actually plainly see it's actually done, done. So time to replace it and uh, get that sorted out um, because it's very damp here, like damp enough that uh, it, can get, it can get very be very mosquito-y. It's going to be very humid today, so um, if you, if it's going to be this humid uh, today, it's going to be very, very hot. So that means our little buddy mosquitoes will probably be out and about all day. Um, I did check my inventory for pads. Um, I have enough, I believe, for this trip, but um, my next trip is actually in August. I am planning to go somewhere in July. I don't know where or when yet, but I am planning to head out again in July. But for um, as, of, as of my camping schedule, I, my next trip will be in August. So um, the one in August will be a longer, it's actually a uh, family trip in August. So it's slightly different, but um, I do need to get more thermocell. 
there you go. I just need to get more uh, pads for the thermosol because so far, knock on wood, um, my uh, mosquito, um, in fact, my, my mosquito biting is very, very minimal. It's similar to uh, if you have the off spray. Um, but the uh, good thing about this one, I don't have any using the thermosol. It's, I don't get stickiness on this. I'm actually using a, um, a I'm using a uh, oh, 450 grams, 15 ounce um, uh, isobutane container, the big one. Um, the reason why I'm using this one instead of the small one is this one, uh, so far, it lasts me a camping trip already, plus, plus this one. I don't see myself changing this until probably the end of the year, so that's good. Um, but um, So that's that. Um, I did check my Jackery again this morning after charging my, wa my watch, my phone, and using my CPAP. I have 70% today. I'm actually charging my batteries uh, for my GoPro um, doing this uh, recording um, uh, this morning. So that should last about a couple hours to get that charged. Um, I do have enough sun here that I can actually use the solar panels to charge that today. Hopefully that's going to be a thing. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully that's going to work out. Uh, looks like my water is boiling. So I'll see you guys later. Sorry, I pressed record again um, while I'm waiting for the uh, fire to calm down so I can start uh, cooking breakfast. A uh, couple of things that, um, that I want to discuss. One of them is coffee. Right now I am using instant coffee, the um, sweet and cream mix. Um, The, the biggest issue, like for me, I'm a big coffee drinker. Like, I love my coffee. Um, so far, the coffee I've been drinking uh, since I started this camping adventure is this guy here, the Nescafe one. <clears throat> uh, I'm putting two of these just to get some, um, like, you know, extra oomph of the day. But unfortunately, it's not strong enough. I am seriously considering going back to my, um, doing a French press during camping or something. I'm trying to figure something out because um, for me, coffee in the morning is like a, um, a thing. You need to have coffee in the morning. For me, I need coffee. Um, <clears throat> If I don't get coffee in the morning, I get really cranky really fast. If I get cranky, I don't have fun. That's the only thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm looking at alternative uh, coffee thing for camping. Because, um... Because sometimes, um... Like I said, like last night, um, why are you going to... Suffer. Why are you gonna change the way you eat? You, you know, because you're just camping. You can just bring whatever you need to bring and have a have the same experience at home and camping, right? That includes coffee. And um, I'm looking at alternatives out there. I'm looking at French press, like I mentioned earlier, the um, percolator, 
Um, because I have a Jackery, I'm thinking about bringing a Keurig now, a portable Keurig. Those kind of things, because um, for me, having good cup of joe is like a big thing. Oh. It does a trick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just does a trick, but it's not like... It's not like, you know... It's not like what you have at home. It's not like, oh my god, this is amazing, right? So, I'm looking at different solutions for my coffee needs for uh, for the next trip. Um, again, <clears throat> there's a lot of alternatives out, out there, including the, um, I think it's called AeroPress. It's the, um, that's, a, that's a good alternative. It's, it's, it's an espresso-based style. Um, but the only thing I don't like there is the uh, the the pads, right? Um, you can get the, the mesh ones, those are good, but um, um, I'm still kind of debating if we're going to use that uh, for this year. Maybe next year, for next year's uh, camping season. But right now, how it stands, um, I'm just going to be using this until I find something alternative for the next trip. Uh, the other one is about to, I want to, I want to go back to um, the eating well while camping. Um, the trick of eating well and camping, like having filet mignon for dinner last night, uh, is to prep yourself properly. You know, make sure that whatever you, how you normally cook your food at home, if you plan to have that camping, feel free to do it. But just make sure that you're prepared, you prepare yourself properly. Make sure that um, that uh, you you prep all your meals before you head out. So when you get to campsite, everything's ready to go. You don't have, it's less chopping for you. It's less mixing for you. Everything's ready in Ziploc bag and and uh, start grilling after that. Um, the one thing that I definitely encourage you guys start uh, to do, I'm gonna start doing that for the next camping trip, is stop using Ziploc bags and start using containers. Uh, reason why I'm saying that is, um, I realized last night when I was prepping everything is I use a lot of Ziplocs. Um, a lot of zip, like a lot of ziplocs, and um, and it's not very sustainable. Um, so that next trip, I'm definitely going to do a bit more um, container style um, packing instead of ziploc packing. Ziploc is a lot easier to pack, um, but uh, if you look at the sustainability of it, it's not very good. So. So next, uh, next trip is after the container. Uh, oh, one more thing too. If you are planning to have coffee every morning, bring yourself a mug. Um, bring, bring your coffee mug with you because I have to buy a new coffee mug. This one here, the golden copper thing, uh, yesterday. And um, because I forgot it. So now I have a coffee mug for my kit. So this is going to stay there until the next camping trip. Right, so um, yeah. Those are a couple of things. The fire's still going. I'm just making it uh, burn so I can have ambers, so I can start cooking uh, uh, my bacon on it. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna be doing bacon and rice. I do have crumpets as well too, but uh, I'm probably gonna save that till tomorrow instead of uh, today. Um, because of, um, I need something hearty. I might have that for snack too. So I also have instant noodles for soup for later on today. Uh, because you can't go wrong with instant noodles and camping. You know what's really good in, in the morning, especially having bacon? is having your bacon cooked on an open fire like this. Look at that. That's how you cook bacon. 
bacon in a fire and you hear the crackling sound and the pork fat dripping right in the fire it just stares out the, the smoke, the smell of it it's just fantastic so if you ever get a chance barbecue your bacon on an open fire like this it's worth it, it's really really worth it hey guys so it is 9.30, no 9.22 a.m. breakfast is served so what I did is um like I mentioned, I forgot my eggs at home, so I have to improvise for breakfast this morning. I have my coffee. <clears throat> coffee, again, talked about this already. I'm just having bacon and rice for breakfast. I just think that breakfast is, rice is just eggs or whatever, but I love rice, so whatever. <laughs> uh, the bacon itself is grilled, so like I showed you earlier. And uh, I bet you it's going to taste so much better than typical way you cook bacon. If I have a grill at home that I can have access to, open flames like that, I'll have my bacon cook like this every day, every morning. So let's go test it out and see how it tastes like. Uh, okay, it's a little crunchier than I expected, that I wanted. I like my bacon a little soft. Mm. Mm. The bacon has a nice smoky taste to it. Mm. That's good. That's really good. I guess I want to see what it looks like. Ah, uh, here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, see? Crispy. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want to eat bacon. I'll talk to you guys later after breakfast. Hey guys, so it is uh, 11.24 a.m. And uh, last camping trip, I never got a chance to test the Chakri's uh, um, solar panel. So here it is. I'm finally getting testing. So it's working exactly as advertised. I'm getting roughly about 68 watts of input going into the uh, jackery so uh, when I plugged this in I was in the 64% range reason why I'm charging it now is just to pop, top, top it up because um, I might have to start charging devices again because right now I brought my laptop with me to to edit day one yesterday um, again, this is the first time I'm actually doing like video podcasts on the road. It's easy to do audio because audio it's easy to process. Video is a lot harder to process, so that's why I'm testing the setup to see if it works. I think uh, if you want to decide to work remotely and quiet, definitely consider doing it in a park because it's. Um, Relatively very very quiet and super relaxed So I don't mind working out here Just thinking about it make me want to say hmm My buddy has worked remotely in a camping site for about a week So it is doable. It's just you're just gonna be eating a lot of data That's the only thing but uh, yeah, it's doable Jackery is working perfectly solar panels charging everything There you go
it is 1.55 p.m. and um, I got my first hiccup technology-wise in this camping trip. Originally in this camping trip I'm supposed to be doing a video podcast instead of just strictly audio. A um, couple of things happened. A <laughs> uh, couple of things happened. One is the um, uh, holy crap! Every time I try to record something, there's like something happening. So I apologize for that one. Um, yeah, I was saying that a uh, couple of things happened uh, while I was recording the video podcast. Uh, one of them is the well the biggest thing is my camera keeps heating up like it heats up but it keeps overheating it's only 26 degrees right now 26 degrees c and my camera keeps overheating um i have i've been using the gopro 9 uh, gopro 9 black to record all the all the footage good news is I salvaged some of them, that's good. Um, reliability for this camera, especially long term, especially in the heat, is is horrendous. I'm actually I do use um, a, a media mod to to capture the audio through a microphone, but unfortunately, uh, I can't really use it. That's a little disappointing. But the show must go on. So, for now, I'm going to go back to audio. So, the good thing about the, my setup was uh, GoPro was actually recording a separate audio file, a WAV file. So, I'll be just using that. So, if you hear anything that says video in it or something like that, originally it was supposed to be video. I do apologize for that one. Oh, man. I'm trying to make a podcast, but it's so hard to do it because my equipment... They're good equipment, but they're not. They're like, sorry, I'm just frustrating that GoPro is supposed to be this rugged thing. It's supposed to be like anywhere you go, it'll work. But I've been only I was recording a review um, for the T4, the Gazelle T4. Ten minutes in, it just stopped. It just stopped me overheated. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I have to start over again for that one. But I just want to let you know that. Uh, I am moving back to audio uh, for this case. Um, it does not mean that I'll be not doing video, video podcasts to actually show you guys the, the, the setup, but it's just gonna be a very frustrating uh, event to get this thing sorted out. But um, yeah, I'm just hoping that uh, this will, uh, you know, I will not get deterred or destructed or, or you know you know what I mean but uh, no, I just want to let you guys know that I am going back to audio uh, podcasts until I uh, figure out this video thing um, but too bad though because what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some of the video that I got uh, photo video photo wise I'm going to post it in the in the website so if you go to Camping with Lenny episode 5 um, of the podcast you'll see photos there that you can actually look at and you can see it from there so that's where we're going to be going in going forward from now on until I decided to go full-blown um, video podcast so just want to guess to let you guys know that's what's happening show must go on yeah I'm just gonna go do my other review and redo it again <laughs> <laughs>
looks like um, I had issues with my recording. Apparently, I had um, RF interference with my recorder when I was recording. Uh, when I switched over to straight audio podcast, I'm not sure. Uh, like I mentioned before, I had issues with my uh, camera overheating when I was trying to do a video podcast, so I switched back to audio. Unfortunately, I had massive RF interference with my recorder because of my wireless microphone I was using. So all the footage, all the audio recorded that I did are all gone. They're all unusable. So let's just say this is my second hiccup of the strip. So I'm actually recording this on a Monday, day after um, when I got home, when I was testing the audio this morning, that's when I realized that um, there was an issue with the recording itself. So, so in other words, day three, all my, uh, all, all, all my, uh, all my recordings for, uh, for my found review are gone. They're not usable. Including the uh, the uh, the pork belly that I cooked uh, Saturday night, uh, all the audio that I recorded are all gone as well. So, moving forward uh, for this recording, um, I'm just going to let you guys know my final review of the campsite itself. Um, because um, to be honest with you, I do need to provide that review because it is a very beautiful park. I'm not denying that at all. Uh, so. So my final review for the uh, for the park is this. Port Barwell Provincial Park is about two two to two and a half hours west of Toronto. Uh, to get there, it's not it, to get there. It's actually pretty simple. Just take one highway and you're there. You do have to zigzag down to rural uh, roads to uh, to get to the park itself. The park itself is actually situated just uh, at the shore or just offshore of. Um, of Lake Ontario, so the park itself is uh, looks like it's been renovated uh, recently because of uh, the washroom itself was uh, was very new. To be honest with you, compared to other parks I've seen, I've been before, I've seen it looks pretty brand new, um, including the signs itself. Because typically, when you go to a provincial park, especially for the uh, for the camping, the um, the typical give you a map of the park. In this case, there's really no maps because everything was labeled accordingly. Like when you get in there, everything is like, okay, your site 195, just follow the arrows where the uh, generally where 195 is. You'll get there. You don't need a map. So that's was very refreshing and very nice to see. Um, I'm, I was, I'm hoping that the rest of the uh, provincial parks will go that route as well, too, because it's so well organized. I was very, very happy with that. Um, the other one as well too that uh, that I want to I want to mention that uh, the park itself is actually a mixed use. What I mean about that is a mixed use between tent, RVs, and campers. The um, and also the the mixed use of power versus non-powered site. Uh, compared to other parks, they're actually pre-segregated between RVs and uh, campers and uh, and tent. On top of that too, it's pretty segregated regarding. Um, uh, the use of power versus non-power. In this case, everything was mixed together. So two of my neighbors has RVs. None of them has no. Uh, none of them doesn't have any power. But 
if you walk uh, a couple of seconds or uh, just around the corner from where I am, it is tent or RVs with power plug-in. So it's just it's a it's a weird combination of just it's just sporadic area with with um, with power versus non-power, and also um, the the washer facility actually has a washer and dryer. So the whole park itself is um, is designed for long term use. So we're talking about if you're planning to camp for two or three weeks straight, you will have that ability to stay there for two or three weeks because you will have proper uh, showers, you have proper uh, bathrooms, you have um, laundry facility as well too. And when you walk, when you drive into the park, you actually have um, a dumping station for your RV. Or your trailer, and also fresh water outlets for you to get fresh water before you go into the park itself. So that was pretty nice. That was actually pretty awesome. And also uh, the 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 uh, the garbage and recycling area is it's very accessible too. So it's you don't have to drive too far. You can actually walk your garbage to the um, the the bins. And uh, and walk back without any issues as well. Um, the the roads itself around the uh, the park or around your campsite are actually paved as well too. They're not dirt road compared to other uh, campsites. So that was actually pretty nice as well too. Uh, the only issues that I have in that place is the um, is the is how close you are with your neighbors. Um, typically, some parks they are you're you're. You, you don't actually hear them they're far enough that the the, the trees are actually blocking enough enough sound that you, it's just a muffled sound but in this case you can actually hear people's conversation so especially if you're speaking loud enough but the the good thing about it is the, is the privacy the privacy of each lot well some majority of the lots are very very good they're the foliage of uh, of the trees and the the brush the br- uh, the, the bush the uh Everything else is actually very dense and very thick and very high, so uh, you don't see them, but you unfortunately you do hear them as well too. And also some of the uh, the lots that uh, that I that I seen, especially the one I got, it actually almost like almost has a driveway to it before it goes to the to the area that you normally put your tent in and uh, <clears throat> in your cooking your cooking area. So that was actually pretty neat to see that uh, that there is a separation between um, between um, where you park your car versus where your quote unquote living area or your tenting area. Uh, I've noticed that some some of the areas are the same way too, so they're pretty staggered. So it's very very nice to see that that the privacy is there, but unfortunately they are pretty close to each other. Like my neighbor across me, typically if you go to some parks, you don't see your neighbor when you look out to the street because they're staggered in this case they're not really staggered as as much but uh, you can actually see them pretty easily um so just keep that in mind if you're planning to go to this park also because the, the whole thing is being used for majority i think majority thing i've seen so far when i was going to that park when i was driving driving around before i left is um everything's rv base everything is rv or or campers like a lot of campers and um <clears throat> And it's designed for long term, so there's a lot of families of, uh, uh, there's a lot of families uh, taking vacations. There's people biking to the bathrooms. There's uh, people uh, jogging. Kids are in the bicycle as well too. So if you're planning to go in that area, especially in this park, you just have to be very very cautious about uh, kids running around in the streets and the bicycles or people running taking their morning jog or whatever. Um, 
So just keep that in mind. Also, uh, the park itself does not have a beach. You do have, sorry, the, the campsite uh, to, to, let me phrase this again. If you want to go to the beach within the provincial park, you do have to drive. It's not a walking distance compared to other parks. Like in Kilbury, you can literally just walk there. And same thing for um, for Pinery. You can walk to the beach itself. Uh, Sandbanks, same thing. Uh, this one, you do have to drive. But there is an alternative beach within uh, Port Borwell uh, Township itself. Uh, like the uh, um, town center as soon as you go to the, there there's actually a very beautiful beach it's um it's well maintained it's very well supervised there are rules that you have to remember there are picnic tables tables as well there too so that's that's in my opinion that's a good place to go there is a bunch of um restaurants there too so it is it is a beach town they're making it like a beach town and there's a marina as well too so it's a very nice um area and park as well the only the only drawback is is, is it that uh, if you're planning to go there for the weekend, it is doable, but you do have to time it properly. So just be aware of that when you um, when you um, uh, go there as well. Um, yeah, uh, food for thoughts as well too. Um, a part of the recordings that I lost was talking about the weather and all the uh, all the lessons learned stuff, but. Um, for the lessons learned, uh, the <laughs> it's uh, lessons learned for me is the weather. Uh, the weather there is actually pretty different because, um, different in a way that uh, because you are in a close canopy feel to it. Because, uh, where uh, where I was staying at, um, if you feel the breeze, the wind coming in, the wind is not very intense compared to when I was in uh, um. Earl Row because Earl Row, Earl Row is a little bit more open. So when the wind comes in, you can actually feel the wind. Here, you don't. Um, humidity does stay in the ground, low in the ground as much as possible. So there's a lot of humidity as well too. Because when I was there, the temperature was, um, I think Saturday peaked to 28 degrees. Same thing for Friday when I got there. Uh, when I left, it was supposed to rain, but unfortunately, it did not rain. Make a long story short, I packed everything Saturday night and thinking it's going to rain uh, first thing in the morning, but it didn't rain. Thank you, Weather Network, for keeping my hopes down. <laughs> uh, but uh, like I was saying, that uh, uh, the weather climate per each location, depending on which location you go to, it's, it becomes a microclimate. Um, the heat does stay in that area. But as soon as you leave your area, because of the trees, it actually gets cooler or actually warmer. So it really depends. So just be aware of that. Um, and also the um, the the fire pit location where I am was weirdly located in a corner near the trees. It's just a weirdly located fire pit. So um, so the trees do cover the fire pit a bit. So just be careful with that. Um, I'm going to start posting the, uh, the the lot number that I'm actually staying at because it's actually um, like for me if I go back to that to that into that park I'll go back to the same spot because it's actually a very very nice spot there is another spot um, just around the corner from uh, where I am that's actually a lot bigger it's a lot more privacy and uh, you can actually fit more tents to that one so uh it's a great little uh, location there. But uh, yeah, um, park overall, I'll give it about an 7.5 out of 10. Um, 
in the Lenny score. <laughs> uh, reason why I'm giving seven and a half a ten because of the, uh, the the privacy is it's just cramped. It's a very cramped park. Um, your neighbors are very close to you, so it's just keep that in mind if you're planning to uh, to go there. It's just cramped. Um, but it is an overall, it's a very beautiful park. It's very clean, incredibly clean. They clean that place like all the time. Um, the, uh, the overall experience was good, but unfortunately the, the cramp, uh, like it feels like you're, you're, you're literally really close to your neighbors. If you're trying to find a little bit more secluded, uh, park to go camping at, this is not the spot, but if you're looking for something, but if you're looking for something that you can park your RV or your trailer, and you don't mind being close to your neighbor, this is a great spot too. Um, so yeah, but uh, if you ask me if, I'm, if I'll go, if I go back to that to this park, yes, I will go back to this park again. Um, but I do have to uh, keep. I do have to start looking for other um, lots. Gets a little bit more privacy, because again, you are you can hear your neighbor. You don't see them, but you can hear them. Um, yeah. So for me, lessons learned: bring a backup recorder of a backup recorder. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.